Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Conversations with online strangers. We place ads online. Craigslist is definitely the gift that keeps on giving. Real people respond. You go to Singapore or Thailand. You can't not do it. The temptation is just too much. Real problems. Does your friend know that you're banging her? No, he has no idea. And anything goes. Motto of the show, let your Greek flag fly. Probably the only good advice I'll ever give you is to rehide your whips and chain. Here is your host, Kathy. Hey, welcome to the Strictly Nimus Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow my podcast on Instagram or Twitter. Follow me at Strict Anonymous. If you want to be on the show, I always say it's a call and advice show. Well, but it's really not. It's mostly a place where people call in and reveal their naughty secret lives while remaining anonymous. I change everybody's voices. If you want to call into the show, send me an email. Definitely explain what you want to talk about. And if I feel like you're the perfect fit for my show, I'll email you back. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. If you don't hear back from me or you don't want to be on the show, but you do have a quick little anonymous confession you want to give, you can call my new anonymous hotline. It's 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. Feel free to call that number 24-7 whenever you want. If you're not in the United States and you're out of country, you could call through WhatsApp Um, And you will have four minutes to leave your confession. And if you need longer than four minutes, call back again and leave a little bit more. Uh, Not sure what I'm doing with that content right now. I'm posting them all on my Patreon. But for now, if you really want to get something off your chest while remaining anonymous, anonymous, because I will be changing all the confessional voices as well on that phone line, call my... Hotline 347-420-3579. The number is in the description. Now listen, today I have on a lot of people from the past. But even if you haven't heard their like uh, initial episodes, doesn't matter like this, where are they now, quote unquote, episode will be interesting because every story is interesting on its own, but it's also mostly an update on some of my past guests. I picked out the most interesting updates of them all and had these people call in and give me their updates over the phone. These are them. I have one from Molly, who is... The escort, I think I spoke about it before. She called in, she's still escorting. She talks about that. She talks a little bit, you know, she gets specifics on that. She's also seeing a guy. Did she meet him while she was escorting? Was he a client? Was he not? Is she still fucking her booty call guy? Does he know about the other guy? Does the guy that she's dating know about her escorting as well as her booty call guy? All of this stuff we talk about as well as she gives us scoopage on what she's going to school for and what her future plans are. And it couldn't be more perfect for Molly. And there's one more thing about Molly. Like she did hook up with a strictly anonymous listener. 
We talk about that. She gives the details about that hookup. And then I go right into Leo. Now, Leo was episode number 394. The title was Leo's into humiliation, foot worship, glory holes, and a whole lot more. Now, let me just tell you, that episode was hardcore. Okay, he's hardcore. He's into some hardcore stuff. He's still going to glory holes. He talks about that. He did also hook up with two couples who listened to my show and emailed me about him. He gave a shout out on his first episode. He gives another shout out on this episode. He lives in the Los Angeles area and he likes to hook up with couples. And he did hook up with two different couples for my show. And he talks all about it. He gives those specific details. So I was like, when I heard that, I was like, can you please come on and tell me that story? So you're going to hear from Leo and you're going to hear about his two hookups, as well as what he's doing at Glory Holes now that he goes and what he's currently really hooked on. And then we get into Dr. Guy and Victoria. Now, they called in together many times. They've also called in separately. Victoria's episode was 393. If you want to hear about a girl who's down to fuck, <laughs> like, and loves it. Foursomes, fivesomes, brothers, fathers, everybody, girls, tons of girls, orgies. I mean, this is the girl. You got to listen to her episodes 393. She's dating Dr. Guy. They have a very open relationship. Dr. Guy has been on a ton of times. He's episode 392 and a bunch of other times. They had big news to share with everybody. They happen to be friends of mine. So I knew about this big news. So it's like, you have to come on and give it to my listeners because people have been listening to their story, which is fascinating. Uh, like I said, if you haven't heard it, go back and listen to their episodes because they're like a very super good looking couple who lives in New York City and who travels the world and who has threesomes, foursomes, fivesomes, orgies, all of that. Now, after they got the good news and the good news happened, they had a foursome and they talk all about that. So that's what they give on their update. You know, what is the good news? They tell you. And then how did the foursome happen right after? They explain that one too. They get into details. Oh, one last thing. Victoria started her own swimwear, swimwear line. Uh, I think last we spoke, she was just setting it up, but it is fully operational. You could buy super hot, sexy bikinis from her as well as other kinds of outerwear. She sells them all on undressedboutique.com. Undressedboutique.com. Even if you're not going to buy a bathing suit, you should go check out her website because lots of hot girls in very skimpy bikinis. That's what she sells. Buy yourself a bikini, undressedboutique.com. The link to that to her website will be in the description. Uh, and then last but not least, we have Angel. Angel had a lot going on. Angel is the woman who has an open relationship with her husband. She was episode 399. She has an open relationship, but she has one guy that she's really hooked on. Now, she had a lot of other guys. She was the one who did gigolos. I mean, remember that word, gigolos and women and married men? She hooked up with them all. You should listen to her episode 399. But her update today is about how her main guy, her dom, her guy that she's seeing, you know, with her husband's permission, uh, how messy that relationship is getting. Um, in the messiness, she has hooked up with other people. They did go to a swingers club and have, you know, like a girl orgy that went down. They had a little pee play with them. We get those kinds of stories. And we also get the unfortunate, you know, update on how messy their relationship has got and why it's getting messy and how she feels about it. But, you know, sprinkled within 
that problem that she's in the midst of, she does give these other little details of all the SEX that they've been having. Not just with him. She tried to get him back and because he was seeing somebody else and she started fucking other people. So <laughs> she talks all about it. And guess what? I have pics of Angel. And I have more pics of Dr. Guy and Victoria as well as a pic of her ring. I also have pics of Molly. All anonymous sexy pics of all of these people as well as my past guests. They are all available on my Patreon. It's only $5 a month now. You get anonymous pics. You get my episodes early and ad free. And you also get all of my confessionals that are coming in. So you, you want to sign up to see all the anonymous pics of all of my girls and all the people on this episode, join my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. And now sit back, relax, and I'm going to be back on with everyone. This is the Strictly Anonymous Podcast. Uh, hey, Molly, welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast for my Where Are They Now episode. Hi, thanks for having me. No, thanks for coming back on. I always love you. You're one of my most popular female guests. You called in oh, a long you. time ago. The first time you called in, you were just having sex with men and women doing all kinds of things. If people haven't listened to all of your episodes, they need to go listen to them now. You could find all of them on YouTube. I put in, if you find you on YouTube, like I think you have your own playlist or if you find one of your videos, the links to all of them are there. But, you know, uh -huh. last we spoke and, at, you know, as we've spoken over the years, you started escorting. You were very happy as an escort. You've told, you know, about a lot of your experiences. Um, and when you wrote into me recently, you said that there were some new developments. So why don't you explain what's going on since the last time we spoke? Um, well, let's see. It's been over a year, I think, since we last spoke. Um, since then I have started dating someone, um, it's not serious, serious, but it's, uh, it's getting there. Um, and also I, a couple weeks ago got accepted to graduate school, so I will be doing that. And I actually, I lost one of my jobs during COVID. Um, and then the other one, I actually just kind of quit the other day to focus fully on school. So. Oh, there you go. There was a whole article the other day on like, I don't know, there was some day just the other day that there were so many people that quit their jobs at the same time. You were like one of those people. It's like a trend. I was right? one of those people. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? It was like $4.5 million, five, 4.5 million people like quit their jobs. Uh, you're one of them. So wait a second. Let's start with, okay, you're still escorting, correct? Yes. Yep. And is that still going? Yeah, doing it, I, it's still going strong. I love it. Um, I stay pretty busy doing it. Um, I, I enjoy it and I'll probably keep doing it till, till I can't do it anymore. Okay. The million dollar question for me, when you told me that you were dating somebody is like, does that guy, well, no, there's two questions. One is like, did you meet that guy while escorting? And two, does he know what you do and that you are an escort? Um, yeah, I actually met him. Um, he was a client. Oh, I, okay. Yep, it was during the um, during the pandemic. I kept working, mm -hmm. um, not a whole lot. There was a lot of there was a lot of girls not working. There was a lot of guys not seeing people, um, and I kind of balanced that out where I was getting clients from other girls who weren't working, and of my clients that weren't seeing people, I, you know, I was picking up picking up people that way. So I kind of stayed steady through the whole pandemic. Um, the only tough thing was staying in hotels got really difficult because there wasn't anybody in there. So the few people that were in the hotels, they kind of knew 
who you were and if there were people coming and going. So that got a little <laughs> difficult. <laughs> Did they catch wind? Did they give you like side eye when you'd be walking in and out of the lobby or like, oh, here comes Molly again? <laughs> you know, I think that there was a couple places that may have had an idea, but yeah. I think they were so happy to have the business that it really didn't matter. Yeah, yeah just um, to see But people. you never know when you're going to get that. Yeah, you never know when you're going to get that front desk person who just doesn't agree with what you're doing. So um, I was kind of bouncing around and going farther and farther out of the city until I was like, I can't do this anymore Like um, with the hotel thing. And so I actually got hooked up with another provider and we got an apartment together. She had an apartment and needed a roommate to share the expenses with. And so I ended up doing that and it actually has worked out really well oh okay so because you do this out of state like far away from where you live so this apartment is so this apartment is out of state because i know that you used to always work out of state it was something that you did very far away from home like once a month you'd split town correct yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so this apartment is in that same area uh where i work yeah where you're doing escorting, right. I mean, you have two jobs. You have yep. a, your regular vanilla life. Nobody knows what you're doing. Yep. Then you have the secret life where you're an escort and you go do that around one the month, once a month. So you see guys at this apartment and that girl and you and her like take turns seeing clients. Yeah, when I'm in town, I use the apartment and then every the, the rest of the time, I'm only in town eight days a month. Mm-hmm. And so I when I'm there, I live there and I stay there. And then when I'm gone, she comes and goes and uses it for, for her work. Does that building have a doorman? No. Okay. I guess you wouldn't like if that's what you're setting up, you're never going to get a place with a doorman. I know that when my booty call guy comes to my place, I'm always like, oh, my doorman just is always, I just feel like they know. I don't know. Me and my guy always make jokes about it because he doesn't even like call him up. And then sometimes he leaves like he's in and out. And I'm like, he probably thinks you're paying me. I don't know. I just always think doorman, you know, they, they, they definitely are like gossipy. That's just maybe my projection because I analyze uh-huh. everything. So you're doing this, you know, there, you're still very happy. Now tell me how you transition from this guy seeing you as a client to dating him. Well, I only saw him once um, as a client. And then at the end of the date, I didn't really have anything afterwards and it was kind of late. And so we just kind of hung out for a little bit, probably like an extra hour mm-hmm. and we just chatted and then he, as he was leaving, he was like, I, I really, I really like you. And I was like, Oh, thanks. You know, I, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And then, um, he's like, no, I'd like to, I'd like to take you out. And, you know, you kind of hear that stuff all the time, but he seemed really genuine about it. And he was very nice about it. And I was like, well, if I don't have anything tomorrow around dinner time, I'll, I'll let you know. And then the next day came and it was dinner time, and I was hungry and, <laughs> you know, it was during the pandemic. So I hadn't, been out much and this was still when I was still in hotels and it usually between clients I'm able to go out and you know go shopping or you know go somewhere or do something or meet up with friends somewhere but during the pandemic I was stuck in a hotel room you know all the time and it got really just claustrophobic and Mm -hmm. I just wanted to get out and do something so so I said yes um and I had a really good time and then the next night he was like I think we should do this again and I was like sure I'll let you know next time I'm in town and then it just kind of went from there. Um, I was really apprehensive at first because a lot of a lot of girls say, "Well, if they want to date you, it just means they don't want to pay you," <laughs> which right. can yeah. be true. Yeah. Um, and so I was a little wary about that. I it was a little standoffish at the beginning because I didn't know if that's what it was. 
Um, so I kind of kept him at arm's length for quite a while um, until I realized that he was pretty genuine about it. So, <laughs> But how did like that first night of sex go with him? Like, what was he looking for? Did you feel a chemistry with him um, when well, he was, it was paying? Funny because he had, he had sent me an email and I read the first part and he were kind of introduced himself. And then there was a second paragraph that I didn't really read the whole thing. All I saw was something about health issues. So I assumed he was older, mm-hmm. a lot older. Mm-hmm. Um, because most guys who have health issues are usually the older guys. And I cater to more of, you know, over 35 is kind of my, 35 is kind of my um, minimum. And then most of my clients are in their 60s and 70s. So I, I, in my mind, he was very old, like an older gentleman. And so when I answered the door, I was surprised at how young he was. And it was turned out he had been in a car accident. And so he was still recovering from the car accident. And that's why. But he hadn't seen anyone in a while. And, um, so when I saw him, I was just surprised that he was. And he's still a little bit older. I mean, he's still in his mid-50s. Mm-hmm. But he looks a lot younger than he than he is. And I was just, I was kind of happy to see that he was a little younger <laughs> because sometimes the older guys are a and, lot and is he uh, your type <laughs> yeah, yeah but is he is he your type like is he the type of guy that if you were out at a bar and weren't meeting him in this kind of scenario that you would be like oh he's kind of handsome um you know i don't really have a type mm-hmm. um i really just kind of go by the person i mean if you looked at the spectrum of people that i've dated it's any it's you couldn't pin down one. <laughs> no, I know. I'm the same uh, way, but type. sometimes there's just something about the person. It's not so much a type, but there's this thing about someone that just stands out that you're like, oh, you just look at them and you're like, oh, he's, you know, there's something interesting there. Like, would he be the guy, you know, if you weren't in this scenario that you would be attracted to just regularly? Or uh, was it getting to know I, him and having sex with him that did it for you? It was more getting to know him. He kind of persisted um, where I was just like, initially, I just kind of wanted a free meal, you know? <laughs> so, uh, right, a company, but, right? Conver- adult conversation. Yeah, company. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then he kind of kept persisting and he kept calling. And, you know, if, if it had been on my end, I probably wouldn't have called yeah. him. Um, but I would have done that with probably anybody. So I don't think it was a personal, personal towards him. Yeah. Um, but I... You know, I did answer and I I did continue to see him. So, and it just kind of evolved that way. It's interesting because like, listen, I think a lot of like weird things and ripple effects of COVID, you know, probably happen. And in this situation, you know, maybe if he was my friend, it would be the same story. Like, oh, I saw this escort and normally I just like, you know, hit it and leave. But... Uh, you know, she was kind of nice that nobody's interested in meeting up. So I thought maybe I'd take her out. You know, I mean, maybe the that kind of put you both in the perfect place to decide to do something that maybe that you neither one of you would ever really do. But you did it oh, and it yeah, led absolutely. to this connection, yeah. which is like amazing, right? Yeah. Yeah, that is. That's actually a really good way of explaining it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, but it's like it all the stars aligned and you were both and it's, it put you guys together. But if all these other things didn't exist, maybe that would have never happened. And now how long have you been seeing him? Um, A little over a year. I think it was maybe October of last year mm-hmm. when we met. So. 
Now, is yeah. it a long distance relationship? Does he live closer to you? Do you only see him when you go out there? And also, how does he feel about the fact that you're still escorting? I'm assuming he knows. Oh, yeah, he knows. And mm-hmm. he's fine with it. I I actually think he he kind of dated an escort before me. Mm-hmm. Or And I've, I've never really been clear on the relationship between the two of them. Um, I know it was more than a client-provider relationship, but it wasn't... Uh, a, relationship relationship I think it was somewhere kind of in the middle um and then she ended up moving away so I think that he knew a lot about my side of the business um ahead of meeting me which Mm -hmm. is great because then I don't have to explain things all the time or like kind of justify things or you know but uh he seemed to understand right away, which I really appreciated because I was always very nervous about the dating aspect. And I hadn't really thought about it, honestly, because I was happy with where I was. I didn't really want to be in a relationship. I Mm -hmm. was fine being single. I was getting laid all the time. So, (laughs) um, and I constantly had conversations, you know, with guys, even though if it was only for an hour and never again, or sometimes it was on a reoccurring basis. And I mean, it was, I was content with where I was at. So it was actually kind of a surprise that it all happened. Yeah, you had your needs met uh, and you felt completed. And I remember we've had this conversation before about you wanting or the lack of wanting a relationship because your needs were being met. And you also did have a booty call guy that you were seeing who made a little appearance on or maybe I don't know if it was our last call but he did call in because he would listen to your episodes here he was a good friend of yours I think I was kind Mm -hmm. of rooting for you guys maybe one day hooking up I don't know if that was I don't think you really felt that desire but I always wondered if maybe he was secretly hoping that you did I mean what happened with him because I know he was your friend too yeah he's He's still around. Um, he doesn't know <laughs> oh. that I've been seeing someone. Yeah, um, I am. I don't. I just don't because we're we're very good friends. Yes, um, we do. And this is where my uh, my confusion comes in. I guess is that yeah. I I haven't told him we are still sleeping together. Um, oh. I haven't told the new guy about him. He knows that he oh. exists. Um, <laughs> yeah. And he has questioned me about him before, and I just kind of avoided everything. Because people don't really understand that our relationship really is a friends with benefits. We are very good friends yeah. who have sex, but we haven't, you know, crossed any lines with that. Like, it's worked out very well for the last, I don't know, five, six years. Um mm-hmm. And so I, I guess the way I justify it is that if, if he's going to be okay with me sleeping with clients, then if there's no rom- romantic relationship, then it's okay for me to still sleep with him. <laughs> but right. I don't know if that's true because I haven't asked him. <laughs> right. And probably the 1% part of you that thinks, oh, no, maybe he wouldn't be okay with it is the reason why you don't really fully bring it up because I, I'm assuming it's because you don't want to let go of that. Is it because that other guy lives far away and you don't have like constant access there and this guy fills in that void? I mean, why not like risk giving that up by telling him? It, is it because you want to keep both of them around? Which I is not a bad thing. I, it's, it, it's not necessarily about keeping either of them around. It's more of just avoiding the conversations of mm-hmm. not wanting to have the conversation. Um, you know, it, my friends with benefits here, 
I, I don't know. I guess I just, I don't know how he's going to react to it. I don't know if he's going to be totally okay with it or if he's going to just not ever want to hang out again or like, and I just like the way that our friendship is and I don't really want to change that. Mm-hmm. whether we're sleeping together or not. And I'm afraid if I do tell him, then it's going to change our friendship. And that's why I don't, I think that's why I don't want to tell him. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Has he ever asked you about, because listen, he knows that you're an escort. He's listened to all of these episodes. I know that. So he's very aware of who Molly is, right? There's probably a lot of people mm-hmm. in your life that don't, that aren't aware of exactly who you are, this whole other life and how free and open you are and what you do. But you, he does. So why would yeah. you think that it would ruin things? I wonder. Um, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. Um, I guess I just didn't want to find out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, do you think that it's because he has feelings for you and you think that his feelings would be upset because, you know, what? it's one thing for you just to be banging clients. They go home and that's it. But this guy is becoming something more and maybe going to take his place and you're worried that maybe he would be afraid that you know it's too similar to what he has going on with you I don't know maybe um but I mean it's been a year and it it hasn't really affected it so far so (laughs) right but I mean he doesn't know I just no it just it's just interesting to me that you as such an open person that you are and the type of relationship that you have with him which is very open. I mean, he knows everything. Why he wouldn't know about mm-hmm. this? Like, what would be the deep down inside reason for you doing it? I would think it's because you're afraid for some reason that he would maybe not be okay with it or the other one wouldn't be okay with it. And you kind of want to, you know, be with the both of them. Yeah. And I think that's it. And I can't, you know, have them, you know, if things progress with the one guy, I can't have them really both in my life at the same time. Like if we were, I don't, I don't know. How to say this. No, talk it know. out, Molly. It's good for you. <laughs> no, it's good to talk about it. Like, it is. So do you, okay. The, the chances of you and your real guy, the, the long-term friend and booty call friends with benefits, the chances of that ever turning uh-huh. into a relationship are like zero to none, right? That's never going further than where it's at, but it's great where it is. Correct. Yeah. yeah. But the other guy, there's potential for that to turn into a relationship. I mean, you say you're dating him. You say the other guy is a friends with benefits. So they are very different. Uh-huh. So the thing that I would just tell you, you know, and it might make you think, oh, maybe I really should have this conversation now as opposed to later, is that if I was like, yeah, I've had friends with benefit situations. And I think what's always great in those situations is that everyone's like very open with each other and very honest. And I think it would be a real fucking blow to him. And it would really feel like the rug was pulled out if all of a sudden out of nowhere, you were like, oh, I'm like in love with this guy and I can't see you anymore. It's like, why didn't you tell me eight months ago when you met this person, you know, so that it could have happened slowly and it's not just like a boom, you know, it's all over. And and, because that would be, there would be so many parts of that happening that would affect him because it would A, be, okay, now I can't even bang this girl anymore. B would be, what the fuck? Why didn't she tell me about this guy all this time? Like we've been so open, you know? And so it would, it, I think it's, it's worse that way than if you tell him 
now, like I just met him and this is going on and just be upfront so that if ever it does change, he, that, you know, you, you're softening the blow. He knows what to expect. There is trust that needs to go into a booty call relationship. I think that that's an important ingredient and, and also in a friendship. And you have that with him. He's your really good friend. And I think, you know, you really should just have the conversation. I think that he'll be totally fine with it. And I think the reason why he'll be fine with it is if you be totally open with him about it from the get-go. When you tell him out of nowhere, oh, by the way, I'm dating someone I can't see you anymore, that's where you're going to have a more difficult time. Whereas I think if you just tell him now and he's he's in the know and you know by the time it happens that you he you have to cut him off he'll be okay and he'll still be your friend whereas you're more likely to lose his friendship if you just like one day spring it on him yeah and i think that's what i'm most worried about like i can i can live with the not sleeping together anymore but i I don't think i could live without not being his friend anymore you know but you (laughs) might lose his friendship if you're dishonest and it wouldn't be about you sleeping with other people he knows that you do it would be about the dishonesty i'm sure eventually if you have that strong of a relationship you know he would get past it and say your friend but there's no reason to hurt him that way i think it's just hurtful in the long run that he would feel like why didn't she think she could tell me you know, you guys aren't dating. Yeah. There's no reason. He knows that you're doing everything else. Why would you keep this little thing? Um, and so I think, you know, just tell him and ease him into it. So by the time you and this guy get serious, like I said, and you have to maybe put that off, he still remains in your life. Don't you think? Yeah. Yes, I do. I do. I you do. don't need to tell the other guy about him. I don't, you know, that's a different, that's a different scenario because you would stop seeing that guy you know, and I know there's people in their cars like, like Kathy, that's fucked up. Like she's cheating. He doesn't know about that one. And she should tell him. I don't know. That's a different, that's a whole different story, right? The guy that you're sleeping with, you know, he knows you're an escort. He knows you sleep with other people. Does he know that you have a booty call guy that you also sleep with? That's your best friend. No. I mean, that's another conversation, but I would suggest the friendship guy, you just be clean with him. Just tell him. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, and don't even make it I a big know. deal, but just say like, I just, I've been seeing this guy and I didn't even really think like it was a thing, but I'm starting to like, like him. I, I still want to sleep with you, but like if it ever got serious, I, I wouldn't, but it's not at that point yet. You know, do like something like that. Yeah. And but, like the thing is, is we've never had those conversations. Like he knows everything I do, but I don't know everything he does because mm-hmm. I, I don't ask. Right. Um, maybe cause I, I don't, I don't know. It's, I kind of feel like it's none of my business, but mm-hmm. it, I don't know, maybe it is, but, um, you know, he can do whatever he wants, but I just don't ask him about it. So like, it's, I think that's what's strange about it is. Right. Cause you guys don't you really, know, being, you, you don't, you don't, you have a, like a don't ask, don't tell kind of unspoken rule, which works. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he asks me all the time and I'll tell him, oh, but I don't does. ever ask him what he does. Yeah. Um, but when it comes to just, you know, clients and just stories and, you know, yeah, he might dig it. Stuff, but <laughs> but yeah, when it comes down to like the, the you know, the date. Whether if he was dating somebody, for all I know, he is dating somebody. I have no idea. I've never asked. You know, and he's not going to tell me unless I ask. <laughs> Yeah, interesting. Well, listen, because you know, if you if it, things do change and you become just more like friends, that would be something that you would discuss, and it would be no big deal if your if your relationship changes and grows into something like that. I get that it works that way, and that's cool. But 
just in case you might just want to give him like some sort of warning that maybe you're copying feelings for somebody else. And you know, there might be an expiration date down the line. I don't know, maybe people are going to disagree with me and be like, why the fuck are you telling her that Kathy just let her have fun? He doesn't care. (laughs) You know, he you know, listen, he probably gets off on the fact that you're with other people. And it might just be like a, a no big deal to him. But you know, I think sometimes I don't care how old you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you know, and if you're just having a friends with sex, friends with benefit, there's a little bit of abandonment issues that goes along with that. No matter who's there, it doesn't even mean you like somebody. It just means you like what you have and you don't want to lose it, you know, whatever that is. So, you know, just give them a heads up. It's fine. So you're still escorting. You love it. People really should listen to your other episodes to hear all your things. What you said on this one, I mean, I know that you had some really older guys. I remember there was like an old man that fisted you. I remember that situation because he was like really old, but I didn't realize that most of your guys were in the 60s and 70s. Oh, um, well, 50s, 60s, 70s um, is about, yeah, yeah, that's about average. I mean, I don't see, I don't normally see anybody under uh, 35. Right. Um, and most of them are probably mid fifties, I'd say. Mm-hmm. And now I know that I get so many emails, like I want to meet Molly. She sounds great. Cause the one thing that really stands out about you is you do escorting because you really love it. You love sex. You were mm-hmm. doing this before and you, you know, when I would sp- spoke to you in the beginning, when you first called in, you weren't even escorting. It happened over time while we were speaking. And then, and, but even mm-hmm. before that you were sleeping with random guys all the time, loving it, you know, and just being very open to it. And, and as an escort, you're the same way. It's not like a job for you really like it. You really connect with the guys. And so there are always multiple guys emailing me, tons of guys emailing me like, Oh, put me in touch with with Molly. And I send them your way. Now, have you ever had a guy like pay for you, you know, become a client for my show or do you just get lots of emails? No, I did. Um, I did see one. Uh, it was a while ago, I think. Um, he had gotten my contact info through you, mm-hmm. and I did see him once, I think. Um, and it was it was great. And I not I can't remember. I don't think he ever got back to me after that. So I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Maybe it wasn't that great for him, but. <laughs> Yeah, but that's cool. But because yeah. I just know so many guys are always like, oh, could I, you know, because I, I think what we always did was we gave the shout out. Oh, if you want to get in touch with Molly, you could email me. I send them your way. You vet them out and then contact whatever. Yeah, and I try my best to get back to people. I don't, I'm not the best at it, but mm-hmm. I really do try. Um, and that's an email I don't use very often. So when I go on there and then I have, you know, a bunch of emails, it's like, oh, then it becomes overwhelming to try people back. But I, I really do try. Um, and if you haven't heard from me, I will do my best to get back to you. And so I do apologize. But now that I'm starting school, I'm actually going um, to graduate school um, for a degree in sexual health because I oh. figured it would let you know. So, yeah. I love that. Um, so what does that mean? Like, so like, who would you be seeing and what would you be doing with that degree? Um, there's a bunch of, I actually just had a meeting with my advisor today. There are a bunch of avenues that I can take. They're um, sex therapists. Um, I always joke that 70% of my job is there is therapist. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know more, I know more about these guys marriages than their wives do. Yeah. Um, I, you know, there are people would be surprised at how many people I see that I don't actually have sex with. Um, a lot of these guys just want to vent or want to talk about things or just get a female perspective on things or, you know, maybe make out a little bit. So it's a, 
there is a good chunk of clients that I see that I, I've never even had sex with. Wow, um, interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. So, I, you know, and that's one avenue I can take. Um, I'm actually looking more towards advocacy and public policy. Um, I think there's a lot of laws being made recently in, in the last couple of years that, you know, whether what political side you're on, um, I just want people to have the correct facts about things. I know when like the FOSFA sets up laws were passed a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Yes, I understand that's to, you know, combat human trafficking and that's a good thing. But at the same time, it put a lot of other girls in danger on the streets because they yes. couldn't use the resources they had to verify clients and, yeah. you know, to check with other people. So it's, I, I just think that the voices of, of the other side aren't being heard. Um, where, okay, you're doing this to protect it's in what I always said, it's like, you can't shut down all the bars to keep the alcoholics out because they're alcoholics. They're going to find a way to drink anyways. Exactly. Um, and shutting down the bars is not going to do any good. That's not solving the, the problem. Go to happy hour. Right. It's not solving the real problem. It's just a bandaid, but it just, the, that issue goes someplace else. And then it's actually worse and more dangerous for those people. Yeah. And that's what I want to do is be an advocate and give a voice to those people that these laws are affecting in negative mm-hmm. ways. Um, and, like, I'm all for combating human trafficking. Like, don't get me wrong. <laughs> um, but there are there are people and situations that are unseen that need to be seen and be taken into consideration when these laws are being passed. So, Yeah, there's um, Holly Randall Unfiltered. Do you know her? Her mom was, like, a porn photographer, I think, and maybe director. And she has a, a podcast where she interviews porn stars. And I listened to her because I was going to think maybe to get Nina Hartley on. She does a lot of podcasts and she was interviewing her and she was talking all about this. Exactly what you were just saying. You should listen to her episode. Oh, I, I definitely should check that out. I think if you get into sex therapy as well just to help people one-on-one I think that's really great because I think you have a, a, a talent for that you know I think it's wonderful how long will you have to go to school for because you know once you're done you're gonna be you're gonna come on my show as Molly the sex therapist you know what I mean? it'll be so interesting <laughs> yeah no, uh, yeah, yeah I should graduate in um fall of 2023 so okay so when I, <laughs> I, I mean who would who would have thought so many years ago when I talked to you, like the first episode was Molly sleeps with, you know, t- men and random men and women, you know, that, that was, so, yeah, yeah. So many, so many years ago that I would be talking to you now. So the chances that, you know, when you, by the time you graduate, I'll be talking to you and how wonderful would it be for me to have you on as that? Because, you know, you all have transitioned and been so many different people. Yep. And that's such real life. And I love that story. I love people that I've talked to and, and stayed in touch with over time and seen them change and grow. Because that to me, that's real life. We don't stay static. Most of the time I'm talking to someone, we see one chapter, one little piece of their life. With you, I've seen a bunch and it's so, it'll be so great to see you on that side of things uh, because that is a really nice natural progression and, uh, to what you've been doing. And it'll just take your experience at, in escorting and, you know, help and you'll be helping people because of that experience, which I think is wonderful. Well, yeah, and this show has helped too because another thing I want to do is, you know, promote the fact that you don't have to hide from sex. Mm -hmm. You know, it's such a taboo topic and people just don't discuss it as often. Everybody does it. You know, everybody does it. Everybody who has a child has had sex. Yeah. (laughs) And the fact that, you know, I lived out on the West Coast for a while and then when I came back here, you know, to the Midwest area, I was like, 
it is like people don't talk about it here. I, yeah. I, it's just, it blew my mind about, you know, even my best friends like would rarely speak about it. Where, you know, and me being open about it, just, it scares the shit out of people. <laughs> totally. Like, I think why I not talk about it. Like, yeah, I think I used to just, I talked about sex so much when I was younger was always like talking about it because it was like a way of getting attention because nobody did. And it's like, if you just talked about sex, everyone would be like, Oh my God, you're like fascinating or you're crazy or you're this or that. And I was like, Oh, it's so weird. Cause I just didn't care, but I think I just used it as a way to get a, you know, attention. But because it was, was the type of thing where, like you said, nobody did it. So if you had the balls to, you were like, you know, you, the spotlight was on you. And it's so weird because I'm like you, I don't think it's that big of a deal. It doesn't fucking matter, but it is really important. I think the younger generation is very different and times are changing, but I think it's still important for people. Yeah. For like my show to be out there for our generation, right. Who didn't, weren't raised in the newer environment where people are more open we still need this kind of help. And there's still a lot of people that are going to need your help when you become a sex therapist. There's still a lot of guys that need your help when they're seeing you as an escort and you have a relationship that's starting. And so it's so going to be so interesting to see how that goes. Are you in love yeah. with him? I don't, I don't know. I, I think that's a no. thought about that. <laughs> I think that, that's kind of like, have you had an orgasm? If someone's like, I don't know. It's like, yeah, okay, that's a no. I mean, you know, like if you, you know. So you would know if you're in love, but you've been seeing him for a year. He's long distance. <coughs> what was that? Is he long distance or does he live close to you? No, it's it's long distance. It's not, it's not real far, but it's not real close. Right, right. So, you know, in the future, so you're seeing him a year, it's COVID year, so it's COVID time, so it's like so weird, you know. But anyway, I love this update. I think it's uh, it's great that you're going back to school. I think it's great that you're in a new relationship. Uh, and I think you should just have that conversation with your friend. And it's I don't think it's that big of a deal. I think he'll be okay I know, with it. I, it's probably built up in my head a lot more than it should be. So. <laughs> it is. Just do it for him and, and just get get past the, the that fear of confrontation for you because you're doing it more for him and just do it. It'll be fine. And let me know when you do and how he. it's a big nothing. And uh, <laughs> But uh, good luck with everything. And thank you so much for calling in and giving me this update. It's great. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much, Kathy. Thanks, Molly. Bye. Bye-bye. Uh, hey, Leo, welcome back to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. You were episode 394. You have an interesting yes. update. The reason why I wanted you to call in. Uh, you were a guy, though. I mean, your episode is pretty hardcore. People should go back and listen to it if they haven't. It's 394. You were into a lot of things that, I mean, are kind of like painful. <laughs> Because you're definitely like a submissive, you're into glory holes, you're into guys, but always with women around. The thing that was hardcore about you was that you really like for women to abuse you, like kick you in your balls and shit. Like, I mean, it was like, that's what I mean by hardcore. But when you wrote me back and said you had an update, you told me that you had sex and hooked up with two of my listeners. So I found, I was like, oh my God, I want those stories on my show. Because <laughs> it's kind of like, how did that happen? Did you give a shout out to your email or something when you called in? I don't remember. Yes, I, I got I got received both from the emails I gave out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you gave out your email and was it just two guys that emailed you or did you get a lot more and these guys were just the ones that lived close to you? I got lots more though, like probably 
close to 20. I think that's about the number. Okay, and then yeah, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, and some are like on on East Coast. I'm living in like a Los Angeles area, mm-hmm. and those are pretty near to me. And uh, we got an opportunity to meet 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 up finally, and uh, so I decided, okay, yeah, we finally meet. So these were two guys that lived in. Uh, it's more like uh, it's actually two couples. Oh, even more interesting, two couples. Yeah, because. Uh, Mm-hmm. On my email, I, I give you all the information. I'm looking for a couple, like a, a dominant woman's side, yeah, uh, with uh, with her husband. Yeah. Okay, so let's tell those two stories. I want you to tell me those two stories. So the first couple, how did you meet them? What did they look like? What were they into? And what went down? It's probably almost the same kind of story, though. And uh, this is for both. It was of them. all like the. Yeah, all yeah. Like, like one time thing. I don't remember all the details how it started, but uh, I can say like the second couple. I'll start from there because that was more like interesting. Because yeah. I'm I met them in the in the local hotel. Uh huh. Yeah, and uh, before we meet up, uh, they asked me what we like, and uh, actually those couple like uh, uh, both are dominant dominant side and they're looking for a unicorn male slave which is me mm-hmm. I'm into it and uh, yeah and the lady gonna be dominant for the whole whole timing and then so we meet up in the hotel mm-hmm. yeah and the lady gonna uh, forcing me to blow his guy and uh, have me facing up on the bed and uh, make her mind like throat fucking, you know, like face fucking. And also, the most interesting, like, uh, is in the daytime, probably like 3, 4 a.m. Oh, sorry, 3, 4 p.m. Mm-hmm. And uh, leave the door like half open. And uh, there's like two girls walking by. They saw it. And they're standing outside and they take a look like for... 10, 20 seconds, and they laughed and they walk away. Well, what happening over there, though? Oh, so did you guys? Was that their idea to keep the door open? Were they exhibitionists as well as being doms? No, actually. Um, or was it action? As well, because um, the lady asked me to face up off the bed, and uh, so her man kind of standing by the by the bed and uh, like face fucking my throat over there. And the lady saw there's a, the wife saw there's a, two girls coming up. And the, the wife like opened the door on purpose because he, he know we all like this, live exposing and the, the humiliation found from strangers. I don't know. That just happened. Oh, okay. So she could see that the girls were approaching. I guess there's a window yeah. there or something. It's one of those kind of hotels. Mm-hmm. Now, what was the and demographics they, of this couple? Were they older? Were they younger? Were they hot? Were you in, attracted to them? Does it matter what they look like for you? There are a couple of white, uh, white American. I seen the lady like a sexy, blonde lady, nice shaped, and uh, her husband is like a tall. Mustang guy, mm-hmm. yeah, probably like a mid forties. I just remember. I didn't ask all the real details. Yeah, of course, yeah. From the yeah, when I meet them, it looks young, yeah, but not that young though. But like mid forties, I think, yeah. Yeah, and did you see them more than once, or was it a one-time deal? 
actually just one time. Both both the two couples one time. Because after that, I moved to the other city though. And uh, basically, when how we stay together like about like four or five hours, we actually did all the things we could, and we got satisfied. And uh, we got we were looking for her, but we didn't get an opportunity to, to get back together. So, right. Yeah. But they actually found you from listening to my show. These were two couples. Now, you kept saying face yeah. fisting. Like, uh, what are you talking about? I don't know. Sometimes it's hard to I'm understand. What? I'm sorry. Sorry about like um, face fucking. Face uh, fucking. What's that? When you're just like going yeah. down on him or something? I don't understand. What's face fucking? <laughs> yeah. It's, you know, like if I blow a guy. Yeah. I mean, like I give, I give her husband a blow job. And he was like looking, humiliating me. And oh. the other way is like they're gonna put me on the bed, and the guy gonna move. You know, yeah. Like, yeah, that's why I say face fucking. Oh. More like a right, right, right. He's so, fucking my he's fucking my mouth like a pussy. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's more more dominant. Mm-hmm. Right, and you, that's the kind of stuff that you love. Uh, it's not really though. Just. You know, I live it fun. I still like going to the glory holes, you know, every single. Oh, I thought you really liked that, you know, for to be forced and to be dominated and stuff like that. Yeah, I do, but I do. I believe a lot of of the the things I'm into, someone there, you know. Yeah. And uh, sometimes, yeah, I crave blowing someone. From the great hall, I the local. The I go to the local stores, you know? mm-hmm. and after that, yeah, probably, I don't know. Sometimes I have a little bit feelings, like uh, I have strong craving. I need to go there, blow some, and uh, after I did, I I kind of regretting. I don't know. Just, there's a feeling over there though, but it comes off right away when oh. the desires come back. Oh, at the at the glory hole, you feel like dirty about doing it or something like that afterwards when you're done. Yes, and before you know when it turns on, I don't know, but afterwards, yeah, yeah that's what I do. Yeah, yeah, that's common. I think if someone's doing something that they don't maybe necessarily wholly agree is the right thing, and you know, so you feel really guilty afterwards. But then when the urge starts coming up and you start to get quote unquote horny, you lose all of that kind of rational thinking and you just want to do it again. And therein lies the cycle of like going back for more and then you feel yes. bad, right? Do yeah, that, that's what exactly happened to me after we took the first so for the almost a year, I say. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you stopped going for a year? Uh, no, I mean for the last year, I just keep doing this. Yeah. Oh, and you keep, but you also still feel not so great about it. Do you feel that same way after you hook up with, say, that couple or the other couples, or is it only when you go to the gr- glory holes, or is it when you do any of this kind of stuff? Mm, like I say, only like a small part of the times, not mm-hmm. all the time, though. Mm-hmm. So people should go, if people haven't heard your episode, one of the other really interesting parts of your episode to me was how you had recruited two girlfriends from, or coworkers, right? That, and they went with you Mm -hmm. to the glory holes because you really, it's not just going to the glory hole and doing what you do. There's something about having somebody, a woman witness it. Um, You took two girls 
coworkers at separate times. And then when that didn't yes. work out, you also would like Snapchat and do stuff with people, women on FaceTime. There's something about somebody as a witness, a female witness that really turns you on too. Have you been doing that as well or have you been going by yourself? No, I haven't. I haven't met any any girls who's really into like directing, uh, directing me, dominating me, like how to give instructions, orders to blow some guys. I haven't met any lady yet like that. Right. So, yeah, while craving, I have the desire. I just go by myself. Yeah. Right. And now, so the second couple, they you did the same kind of stuff with them as well, and it was just as good? Uh, the one I told you, that's, I think that that's like second couple, but it doesn't matter though about them who come from Sukkot Water. Yeah. Or, or I mean, you know, probably yeah. like EMS. And the other one, which is the first couple, yeah, I met them at their place. And uh, I think that's the, the first time the husband receiving a blowjob from a guy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's clear straight. And maybe they, they heard our episode and uh, they might be interested. Mm-hmm. And uh, they email me, we share some information, like what we did before. What's your experience? Uh, what's your experience? What's what you're looking for? What what do you like? And uh, they're pretty new to this, but I think they are kind of interested. And uh, but we, I think, her husband feel a little bit awkward receiving a blowjob in front of her, her lady. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's into it, and so we finally deciding the night I go to their place, and uh, they're gonna use a pillow cover the man's face and the lady gonna slap him next to him and make me blow him mm-hmm. you know it's like without without seeing his face right and so that's what yeah, went down the, i mean that's what you discussed ahead of time and then that's what went down yes so yeah i went to their house i blowing him uh well, well, the the ladies instruct me and uh, give some verbal abusing, and just say blow my husband. Just those kind of words happening, and I blow him. And that's all happened. Yeah, and right. I worship the lady's feet, some kind of, and uh, yeah, she kicked, she kicked me in the balls. Yeah, yeah, that was your other thing: the foot worship, the humiliation. Yeah, so I, I, yeah, everything a little bit face slapping. Mm-hmm. and come eating yeah yeah all yeah. that also, stuff and yeah. i know that you also said the other last thing that we'll talk about the difference between the last time we spoke and now is typically when you were blowing guys and you were with guys that female uh aspect was a part of it and needed to be there you were never really with guys alone but i think you said to me recently what's gone down is that you haven't been able to find females to take part so you have been seeing guys solo correct yeah but all in glory holes okay right so that's what it is so Mm -hmm. you've been doing that normally before like i said you were with the women with the glory holes yeah so that's great listen i love this brief little update because (laughs) 
you know, I don't know. Craigslist went down a long time ago. Somehow I should set up something with my show to make it like some, I don't know, like a dating app or something. I don't know. Because you're not the only person who has been on my show that gave a shout out that has hooked up and met up and made friends with listeners. Typically, when people give me their emails, people do reach out to them. You know, it's interesting to me that you met up with not only one, but two couples and had a good time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm glad to have helped. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah. So, you know, thanks so much for calling in and giving that update. Uh, glad to know that you're doing well. And if uh, why don't you give your shout out again? Give your email. Yeah, sure. Uh, but I'm still, yeah, I'm looking for uh, maybe a couple who's into dominant, like a kind of dominant threesome. You know, mm-hmm. I like, mm, yeah, I like guide uh, directions from the lady to blowing her man, you know, and get like a unicorn slave, a cockholding slave. Mm-hmm. That's more like that. That that's what yeah, that's what I'm looking for though. Yeah. Okay, so and how do they reach you? Uh yeah, email. So my email is just uh uh chaos alive. So C H A O S and zero zero two at gmail dot com. So chaos zero zero two. Yes, it's not chaos live. I'm sorry, chaos live. Yes, I'll give the. Yes, I'll give. Bye the, bye. Yeah, bye yeah. Bye. It's okay. I have it. I will Thank give yes, the sir. email address as well. So it's chaos live. C H A O S L I V E zero two two. Zero zero two. Zero zero two, at Gmail. Yes. Yeah, and I will. Don't worry, people who are listening. I will put that email in the description. So if you want to email Leo, Leo, (laughs) I always forget everyone's fake names, uh, email him there, chaoslive002 at gmail. Thanks again for calling back in. Thanks so much. Yes, thank you, Cassie. Have a nice day. Bye, you too. Uh, Hey, Dr. Guy and Victoria, I have you both on the line. I know you guys are kind of laying in bed ready to fly off to Istanbul today, but I got you on to give your update of where, and you guys, I saved you guys for last because I think your update is fantastic. Last we spoke, you know, you're Dr. Guy, you've been on my show many times. Victoria has been on more than once, once with you and then once by herself or maybe twice by herself. If so, but if anybody wants to hear your guys' episodes, they have to go back and listen to them because they're great. Um, but you guys are an open couple. You're a happy, successful, non-monogamous couple. Uh, your friends of mine, I know you guys, uh, and you do have a big update of what's been going on since your last episode. So I don't know who wants to talk about it first, because I have you both um, on. Victoria <laughs> just pointed to me, so I'm, I'm, I'm doing more of the talking, but um, we both share the same enthusiasm. Uh, we got engaged uh, this past July. Oh my God, that is so exciting. Very exciting. I think I shared it with my Patreon members. They're in the know. If you join my Patreon, you get like the scoopage way earlier. And you see anonymous pics. I will put up a pic of her ring because I did before. I'll repost that. How many carrots, Victoria, did you score on this one? Because I I Uh, saw it. It's huge. It's five. Five carrots. That's 
Yeah. Now, listen, I mean, the thing with Dr. Guy, because I knew him before you started dating him was it was hard. He was really looking for a relationship. You're a relationship guy. That's what I always got from you. But you, you know, you couldn't be monogamous. And, you know, I think your relationship is a true testament to like, there is somebody for everybody. And if you're really lucky enough, you'll find that somebody because I really think you guys are so well suited. You have exactly what you want, the both of you. Um, and, and it really works. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, Unlike any other relationship mm-hmm. um, that that either of us have ever experienced, and we've all, you know, everyone's been through bad relationships, and it's not even not only the monogamy which is the issue. I mean, obviously, we're on the same page regarding sex and how we treat it, and and where it fits into you know a relationship and love, and that these are separate things. So, no question, that's obviously a huge thing, and that's where it all started. Um, but beyond that, the connection between us is just so insanely strong that we're literally around each other, like nonstop. You know, we used to, you know, go to work and have breaks and like that. And, and, you know, it's, it's amazing that we're together and we can be around each other. And that's hard because most people, you know, after a little while, I don't care if they're your brother, your sister, your mother, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your husband, your wife. They get on your nerves, you know, mm-hmm. and um, we, we have tremendous empathy and tolerance and love. And it's just and it reinforces over and over and over again. It's just the most amazing experience. And, and because we and as a couple, you know, obviously we've gone to another level. And what we've also done is really eliminated all the negative, you know, experiences, energy and people who draw upon us. You know, everyone has that in their lives. And so when you know when you go through that process, and we're still going through it, and we're still figuring things out, obviously, um, you just feel like your life starts to soar. And we've seen that, you know, in terms of of our our own personal relationship and how special that is, and how reinforcing it is every day. And and there's days I say we're in a bad mood, but we we actually navigate that where one person becomes the buffer for the negative energy of the other. Let's say I have a bad day with, you know, some bad news with work or whatever, or she has some bad news with her family or with with her, you know, other things in her life, friends. <clears throat> we can sense that and we are patient with each other. So it's just like, it's just amazing. And we're, we're soaring emotionally, spiritually, financially, you know, um, it's just... A crazy crazy experience and the engagement is just you know we're 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 not looking to get married right now and that's not really what the purpose of it was it was more to show you know the our love and a symbol of our love you know and really nothing's changed in our sexual life you know uh because we got engaged you know nothing really changed but it just reinforces it yeah well yeah Yeah. (laughs) we're gonna save that for the end (laughs) wait wait wait. yeah no but that's where i want victoria to step in victoria i want to i want you to tell me the whole way the the him asking you to marry him went down like were you surprised where did it happen how did he ask you and then what did you guys do after okay that's how we're gonna end it (laughs) but start with the story Uh victoria yeah, I was totally surprised, but when we walked in, so it was a friend of ours um, place, it was opening of the showroom, mm-hmm. and it was like a bunch of our friends, and we, when we walked in, 
um, everyone acts so weird. So apparently everyone knows about engagement that Adam was going to propose me. Yeah. So everyone acted weird, and I was like, "What's going on? Like it's so <laughs> weird." And, and I and I told that's only, so funny told, that she's picking up friend, on it. Yeah. Yeah, I I told my friend. So I bought the ring from a friend of mine who was also there. I told my friend who obviously I asked him it was okay. It was a, it was a, you know, it's a beautiful place. And we actually were dressed up for the first time in our entire relationship. She was wearing a cocktail gown and I was wearing a suit. <laughs> oh we nearly, we, we, and she, as we're walking into Uber, she says, it feels like we're going to a yeah. wedding. Oh my God. That's <laughs> so funny, Victoria, that you so, said that. And, and then, so I told my friend, obviously I had to ask his permission and he told his boss, who's also a friend of ours, about the engagement, make sure it was okay because you know we don't want to steal the thunder of the opening of their showroom. Mm-hmm. And you know it was a beautiful place. It's on a penthouse. You know they you know a band there and champagne and hors d'oeuvres. And but but my friend with his big mouth went ahead and told a lot of people. Yeah, told <laughs> he told everyone. So oh my god! Yeah, so Victoria, pick, a- so pick back up, Victoria. You walk in, everyone's acting weird, and you still don't know what's going on. Of course, of course not. But right. everyone acts so weird, and like people we see almost every night. So it's like that night was like so weird feeling mm-hmm. for me. No one even talked to me. It's like so, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so weird. So at the end, and I was so hungry, and I told Adam we should go, we should leave, and Adam said no, let's wait till the end. And so I was so hungry, so angry already. <laughs> <laughs> And at the end, so he proposed me and was like, stay on his knee. Like, it was so beautiful. Oh, my God. In front of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So and you had hungry and, besi- <laughs> and besides the fact that everyone was acting so strange, you had no idea. Had you guys talked about this or, at all? Like, was it something that you wanted him to do? Uh, yeah. Or? Okay. So she she put, she, it wasn't, it didn't come from me. Okay. But yeah, but she did say, I want a ring, you know, and and in our relationship, because we do deal you know, mostly most of our, you know, you know, sexual experiences outside of our own relationship are more often with women than with uh, couples or men. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, it's just the way it works out. And, and that's where the energy is. So but she really wanted that to just make sure that that other people knew what her status was so there was no confusion so that was really the the basis yeah. of the idea so she told me and of course i acted stupid you know <laughs> and and kept on saying yeah we'll do it someday i mean i want to put her on you know so it wasn't hard to i mean it was hard rather to engineer because i had to go looking for a ring and you know I, I had to keep on making excuses where am i going you know i had to be my friend to go look you know with the jewelers and 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 you know it took, it took a while to get everything done and but I certainly, you know, kept on saying, yeah, yeah, someday, one day we'll get engaged, you know. Yeah. So I try to put it off the, the scent a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's also like uh, kind of when we deal with women and with girls. So it's like kind of competition for them, you know. They're trying to put like themselves in the wrong position. That's why it's like caused me like I want to feel that I'm the queen and I want to put the ring on my finger. So it's like kind of like... That's one of the reasons. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And let so me ask you this. Fighting. After you had it, did was that the experience that you've had ever since? Do, do you feel like there is a shift even when you have those other girls around that they fucking know because of that ring? 
Yeah, well, I, I, I think mean, I think she's <laughs> no. so the people who are generally very happy for us. Yeah. And you could feel their joy. Like friends of us sent flowers. Yeah, yeah but also the, some people change and some people like some girls got jealous and it's like oh. I see the people act so different after that. You yeah. know, like from people who I didn't expect. Oh, they, like, interesting. They very like sincere and genuine happy for me mm-hmm. for us. Like, but some people like close friends. They're yeah. jealous. It's like and they can't like hide it. It's like. That's a crazy part. Wow, that really helped you weed out who was maybe having secret alternative, you know, maybe different <laughs> yeah. motives than you even knew. But, you know, I do know because when I was talking to Adam, I'm like, listen, I'll only have you on for 15 minutes. You'll tell me the story about getting engaged and then you'll end on a hot story. He's like, oh, I have a hot story of that same night that we got engaged. So, Victoria, because you have the hot accent, why don't you tell everybody <laughs> what happened after you got that ring? Because I know you guys had an experience that evening, that same evening. Yeah, I mean, it was nothing like special. It's like one of the usual nights. <laughs> yeah, 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 but whatever, because you have so many. So it's, yeah. um, we just uh, got home with uh, yeah, two we, 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 we came with one girl. Yeah, we, we went to a club, yeah. and then this girl texted. We knew she yeah. would be down, and she uh, she came with us. Yeah, and then after maybe one, two hours, other girl texted, mm-hmm. but from nowhere, so... We never like you know with her before. She just texts like five a.m. in the morning, <laughs> like, and she said like I want to join you guys. I was like okay. <laughs> but wait a second, were you so, ready with the other girl? Because it's five o'clock in the morning. Or are you still out? Y- yeah, we no, we still we at our place. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we, we got we got home. We were there maybe an hour. We're home. Yeah, we yeah. were like at two maybe home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, and then uh, we hung yeah, out like, with that girl. So an other girl text after a few hours. Right. So, and yeah. she came. And we had like yeah yeah so it was a foursome. foursome yeah. <laughs> and now we and so you did now when you guys hook up right Victoria you're with the women Doctor Guy you're with the women it's a free for all right there's no rules or regulation just in case anyone hasn't heard your episodes before. I mean we have some boundaries but like it's not nothing like special so when we free in sex mm-hmm. everything but. Free, but then like there's a boundary so everyone have to leave and go home. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's something that these girls that go home. That's yeah, yeah. we're calling Ubers or like Yeah, so party's over and <laughs> yeah, turn the lights on, turn the music off, okay, you know, it's time to go. But how yeah. much so how long does a foursome? I mean you have two girls over. One you had already been with for an hour, the other one shows up, they fool around too. I mean, how long does this whole escapade foursome go on for? I mean, they want to stay like for 24 hours here without it's hard to. But <laughs> usually, usually for us, it's a couple hours and we done. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, the actual sex part yeah. is probably an, an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's little breaks and, you know, yeah, you, do we, we, you do a second round, you know. So we switch it up a little. We change it. You know, so we'll start in the kitchen, then we'll go over to the couch or end up someplace else, you know, that kind of thing. So. Yeah, I say it's like a cycle, basically, <laughs> that happens, you know, and, uh, and everyone's taking turns. Yeah, you know? and some girls are more open to other girls; some are not it's so open. You know, so sometimes, you know, it's more concentrated on one or or, or other person. You know, uh, and usually, I end up with Victoria last. That's that's always that's usually the uh, the sequence. <laughs> so oh, interesting. One girl and. 
yeah, another girl, then yeah, she gets like the the big uh, the big finish. <laughs> and now you guys are traveling. You travel all the time. You're always on a plane going someplace else. You're going to Turkey today. Will you? Do you play everywhere where you go? And how do you meet couples? Is it just because you're out at the clubs and everyone's drinking and you meet people, or like you know, how do you hook up when you're traveling in in different places? I mean, when we travel, we're not so focused on it. Okay. So we just kind of focus yeah. on the environment and food and culture. So it's like yeah. more about this. So but, if but it's yeah, happening, it's happening. Yeah. Sometimes it's happening. Yeah, you know, so. we, we, we put off a very sexual energy. Yeah. I think people sense it. And for some reason, you know, you know, like we were, we were a funny story. We're in a bar. Um, you know, like a month ago at, the, at an art, at, no, at an art uh, show, and uh, and the, her, uh, there was a couple there, and Victoria was talking to the wife. And what did she ask? She asked you some question. Yeah, she asked me like, uh, oh, I asked her what does she do, and she asked me what do I do. I said like, I have a uh, what did what did I say? I said like a. Uh, Swimwear. Swimwear. I said the swimwear company, mm-hmm. and she said, "Oh, they're swingers too." <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, hilarious! <laughs> I was like, "Oh, actually, we're swingers too," yeah. but also I have a swimwear company. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. So, I mean. No, that's hilarious that she was all you know. She couldn't wait for you to say that. That was like definitely a projection. Yeah, it was like. Yeah, just that was funny. Yeah, so yeah, you know, the energy kind of drives. And they say yeah, look, we were just in Puerto Rico. We were staying in a very quiet, very quiet. Yeah, we you know, it depends on the situation. Like we were in Puerto Rico, it was very quiet. A lot of families, kids everywhere. Yeah, there was no, there was no sexual experiences. Yeah, in Miami, we had a couple by the pool one day, and just yeah, yeah, sexy couple. You know, so so you know, it happens. I mean, it's easier when we're in our hometown where 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 we know people where we're out you know we, we, where the clubs are like we a couple to, blocks from our house and we you know we, we got to when we went to uh, swing uh, hotel in palm springs oh yeah we went to a swingers yeah we went to the swingers hotel in palm springs that was an interesting experience <laughs> what happened let's uh, end with that what happened there no 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 it's it just I mean, everyone that kid yeah. like, uh, like, but crowd is like weird so it's not our crowd but it was interesting experience because um it was so boring in the desert there's no bars no like sexy couples no sexy people it's like kind of yeah we just try to um experience that it's like we came to hotel it's everyone naked drinking and it's like it's normal yeah. like like normal hotel but everyone going around naked yeah i mean pe- people you know, mostly not older couples se- not, sexy not sexy couples it wasn't yeah, we came with a friend another girl of ours who we had sex with yeah so it was like the three of us and people were asking us if we were a triad you know we were asking a lot of questions yeah and we were all in the pool together naked everyone's just chatting it up and so it was, it was an interesting experience i mean you know it, that we were only there for a couple hours and it was super hot it was about 110 degrees or something like outside. So you weren't even in the mood. You're like, you're just trying to stay cool, you know. Um, so, you know, nothing really happened there. But, you know, one day we'll go back there too. I'm sure, you know, you know, if we stay later into the evening, it'll be a little more spicier, uh, you know. Yeah, but it depends on the crowd. Yeah, that's the thing. So sometimes you can go and you get nothing out of it in terms of just, you know, just the experience, just to be there. But it was very, very freeing to see people so open. You know, everyone in the whole hotel 
is on the same page. So it's actually very interesting. But they're all ages, you know, <laughs> more towards the retired set. Let's put it that way. Yeah, much older than us. Yeah. Well, that's kind of so, like Palm you know. Springs in general, isn't it? It's a little bit skews older just uh, across the board, no? I, I, I yeah. Palm is famous for swingers. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, there's an open mindedness there i think there's one other place there that's also similar it's just you know i mean you find that if you go to real swing clubs mm-hmm. um you know older couples have been married for a long time you know more comfortable with each other tend to gravitate towards that mm-hmm. you know when it's a younger couple sexy you know there is still very idealistic very much in that you know original sort of societal ideal of monogamy and stuff like that. So it usually when you see a younger couple at a, like a swing club or a swing party, they usually stay, they're just more observing. They're staying mm-hmm. by themselves. You know, it's, it, it's, it's, it's hard for people to get to that point. They may be attracted to it and dabble in it and, and, and want to explore it, but to actually be fully on, you know, um, it, it takes a while. So, I mean, I think that's maybe why, but, but you'll see most places, It'll be about, you know, say, twenty five percent young people and seventy five percent older people, and yeah, you know, we're not necessarily we don't want an older couple. I mean, if, it, if they're super sexy and it's the right fit, right energy. I'm not saying never, never, never. We, you know, we, we, it depends on the moment, but in general, that's not you know. Middle aged couple, so yeah, she, or so, older, or older, yeah, or older. But or we older. were like in Miami. It was like. Yeah, yeah. Middle age, so but they were yeah, hot. Yeah, yeah, they're in the forties, but they're both both very sexy, sexy couple. So yeah. once in a while we get lucky. <laughs> never, never young couple. Yeah, never never really young. That we've never ever 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 seen. Yeah, that's yeah, interesting. Usually the girl. Yeah, so Victoria, girl. why don't you give a shout out to your swimwear line? I have a lot of females that listen, and for the guys that listen, like you want your girl to be in a super hot bathing suit, you have to check out your bathing suits, because they are super hot. Why don't you talk about your company so people could ch- could go and, you know, I don't know if you have any discounts yeah. or anything or like a specials running right now. Yeah, I have all the time some specials, so you can check on my website. Mm-hmm. So now 20% off, actually. How much? So with the promo code, 20. 20%, 20% off. off, okay, cool. Yeah, um, for all, all stores, so you... You can put a code. There's a code on the website. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's a lot of new now items. It's a lot of every day I got a new item to collection. So it's always some hot pieces coming. Undressed, yeah. It's undressedboutique.com. Right. Undressedboutique.com. I will put a link in the description. You, have, you don't just have bathing suits, right? You have bathing suits. You have cover-ups, correct? Yeah. It's a beach wear... And swimwear, so it's a cover-ups, it's a beach jumpsuits, like skirts, dresses, it's everything. Yeah. And they could yeah, find... Very sexy. Yeah. Very and, hot. <laughs> and they could find Undressed Boutique as well on Instagram and see a lot of those girls yeah. in those pictures are your friends, correct? So these are people that maybe... Yeah. yeah so, I mean, yeah. Lucky Lou should go check it out because you're probably going to see a lot of the people that they have hooked up with. A lot of sexy girls in there. Yeah. Wearing- <laughs> 
wearing her yeah. hot bikini. Me and my friends. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You, you might be able to figure out which one is Victoria. We're not going to say because this is strictly <laughs> anonymous, but you need to. Yeah. You need to go check it out. Buy her bikinis. If you're females, go check it out. If you're a guy, buy it for your girl. It's unjustboutique.com. You guys have a great time in Turkey. I'm very jealous that you guys are going. Um, and I will put a description to your shop in, uh, I, I'll put a link to your shop in the description. So hopefully I could get you some business. Thanks so much for your update. Congratulations again, even though I knew for a while. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for calling in. Bye, you guys. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Have a good. You Bye. too. Bye. <laughs> oh, hey, Angel. Welcome back to the Strictly Happy Anonymous. Happy almost New Year. Pod- <laughs> I know. Happy almost New Year's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like one or two more days. Listen, you. Um. I. Yeah. I emailed all my guests that called in in 2021 asking for updates. And when you send me back your email with shit, all the stuff that went down, I was like, yeah. oh my god. There was so much in your email. I hope you remember it all because it did include gangbangs and golden showers and swingers clubs and threesomes that didn't happen and another woman who's Mormon and tears and a fucking cliffhanger on top of it all, which I'm still curious yeah. about. So and even more has happened since I emailed you that. <laughs> okay, well, you do your thing, Angel. And I'm just going to say where we left off, okay? You are a woman who has been married for a very long time. You and your husband do have an open-ish relationship. You play totally separate. You have another guy on the side. And what I remember uh, where we left off was that this guy had recently met another woman who you know about. She's the Mormon other woman, correct? Uh And that was kind of bothering you. That's where we left off. And that was a new thing. So why don't you pick up your story and get to all these bullets that you included in there. (laughs) Okay. Where we left off with you is that I had found out that he had an ongoing long distance relationship with this Mormon woman who's younger than me and that she was more all BDSM and he had made her a sub and all that. So anyway, I had learned that and um, I was really having a hard time because of the two sub issues and you know, I'd really learned like in the morning I'm sending him a kneeling picture and he's getting another kneeling picture. And and there was a lot of things, I think, because that was ex- when the one thing that I felt like was exclusive to us um, or what I thought. And um, I tried tempering it. Well, here's the thing, Kathy. I should have listened to you. Maybe if I would have listened to you uh-huh. <laughs> when I you said you don't need to know, you know, that you know, just go ahead and try to fuck her or whatever. I mean, I maybe should have like listened more to that, but of course I couldn't do Uh that. So what happened is not too long after I gave the podcast, he invited me on another work trip. And that's where I was lo and behold, wanting to find out, okay, what is really going on with our relationship? And the reason that it bothered me to understand BDSM, I knew that they were playing in a lot harder world. He had also divulged to me that, she was coming back out to the state that we live and what that or that date, which coincidentally was the week that I took this little trip with him the week out, she was coming the following week. And so we, I meet with him, you know, I, I, I meet him and we uh, go to dinner. We actually fly together and um, at dinner. Now I'm like, I, I want to know more about what is going on with this other relationship. 
And um, I'm, I'm trying to add up all this in the head, but uh, it tells me about her husband kind of being like, it's either a cuck or a hot wife situation and that they had sent videos and that she had been out twice for several days and uh, that she was more into the heavier BDSM and um, I was not. And I was more of a girlfriend type. He said that she ended up getting like a boob job and a tummy tuck. I guess that was a game changer for him. And um, they started this seeing each other long distance. And one of the things that he talked about as we were sitting there, um, we had had threesomes. I'm a little, I'm a little bi, uh, I would say situationally bi. And he really loved those. And I said, well, you, I said, before you know it, you're going to be doing it with her. And he says, well, no, you know, we're, you know, maybe working on a gangbang. And I'm like, for as much as I, I, I don't want to compete with this, but I, I can't do a gangbang. I mean, that's just something I don't think I'm wired to do. And he said, well, I don't want you to do that. But, you know, the way sometimes my mind works, well, you know, if he's out doing that, I started going out with my friends. And then I go to one of my favorite bars, and I'm not supposed to be playing at this bar based on me and my husband's roles. This is probably like our one and only role. Right. That's and, why I have said that in the beginning about not being yeah. able to play. Because I remember that in the email that yeah. you were at this bar and for some reason. So that's where you're just not allowed to play at that bar, I guess, because he goes there a lot or something, maybe. Yeah, we go there together. Yeah. We go there together. Yeah. Yeah. So there was a couple there that I'd met before, and I walk in, and, and she's like in her 30s, and like she's all over me, and we're drinking and this and that, and they invite me to a threesome and uh, her and I go into the bathroom and we're making out in the bathroom. And she um, says to me, just promise me you won't have sex with him. And I'm like, I don't want to have sex with him. I want to be with you. Like, but we don't have to do this. And I could tell what she was doing is what I had done is she was trying to get his attention because the guy had told me he was not all that into her. And she was using me as a pawn to try to, and so I tap out and say, hey, we don't need to do this. I almost did it, but we didn't. And I go home the next morning, and I'm like, what the fuck have I been doing? First of all, anybody, people know me. This is a really prominent town. Anybody could have saw her and I in that bathroom. Right. Like, I'm out, I'm out of control. I am out of control. So the next day, um, he messages me, D, and I basically tell him that I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm out. Like, I'm too emotionally hooked up on this. I cannot do this anymore. I'm out. It's obvious that this is going down. You can't handle it. He's, you know, telling you things to try to get you to handle it, but it's not working for you. And I do Mm -hmm. know that eventually there is some kind of stalking that happens. So is is that, I'm assuming that's on your end? I mean, does she ever find out about you, this girl? Of course it's on it. No, of course it's on them. Because... So he ends up, bottom line, breaking up with her. And I do believe he broke up with her because of how I stalked and what I saw. And this is what I did. So he breaks up with her and he tells me it's over. I'm not going to get any emotional, whatever. So I, I, I put two and two together and I figure out, Kathy, who she is. And I was fucking floored. Why? I was floored. Is this the cliffhanger? Well, because he... Well, okay, first of all, his wife is beautiful. She's the counter of me. She's Mm -hmm. black, I'm white, she's beautiful. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. When he said this girl was like, yeah, no. When he said this woman was, and I don't, I'm really woman positive, so I don't like to to shame anybody or anything like that, but bottom line, she looked like a guy. Mm -hmm. I mean, 
And when you said to me about, well, you need to play with her, I, I, I guarantee you I didn't play. I play with really beautiful women. I love beautiful women. Okay, I'm sorry. You know, the girls I play with are beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if I would have an attraction. Like, if I wanted, I know this is weird, but if I want to be with a man, I would be with a man. If right. I want to be with a woman, I want to be with a woman. Right. She was a manly, she was like a more manly looking. Well, he did say she's kind of... Um, a tomboyish, tomboy? right? Is that what he yeah. used? Mm-hmm. She didn't, yeah, like she had to teach her how to wear makeup and all that jazz. So anyway, we get started about two weeks later. I'm, I'm at my condo um, in Florida. And when he broke up with her, he said to me, okay, you have to step up to really being a sub. And I said, okay, he was going to put things together. Next thing I know is I get this video from him getting a blowjob from some girl and that when I get home, we're all going to have a threesome and her boyfriend's a cuck and he's been talking to her for a year. And I'm like, okay, well, I get home, long story short, this girl backs out and does not, if she was ever coming over, I, I still don't know that for sure, but she backs out. Well, from this point now, he is working a lot and I am left hanging a lot and feeling lonely and this and that. And this is where it now I get into crazy zone. So I break another, I, 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 I'm not seeing a whole lot of him and um, I decide that I meet somebody and I have not had sex with any other man in almost two years. And um, so I meet somebody and I think this was my revenge fuck, but um, I meet him and he's staying at, has a big penthouse and, but he's real drunk and the equipment doesn't work. And I'm like, what the fuck am I in here for? And I roll out and go home. I'm like, okay, I, I just, I shouldn't be doing this. Okay. Another week later in the, in the bar that I'm not supposed to be playing with my husband, I meet this guy and he's single and he's all like into me. And I start going out on dates a date and my husband finds out and my husband almost threatens to divorce me if I continue that relationship. But, um, I, I did sleep with that man and then I stopped it. So now I've had, now I've just in literally a month, you know, two people right away I slept with. So if I find out that there's this swingers party and I mentioned this to D over Halloween and we, he's able to go. And so this is what happens at the swingers party that takes over a third party floor. So we go up there and, um, it's pretty crazy. And before you know it, somebody's like, Hey, you know, I want, um, you know, I want someone with a big dick to, you know, so I can give a blowjob too. And so I just look at him and say, that's you. Cause no one would step up and, you know, he's getting a blowjob and everyone's watching before you know it, I'm like a chick magnet and I'm kissing a bunch of girls and this and that. And, and we end up going into the, one of the rooms and um, um, him and I start um, fucking on the bed and people are watching. And before you know it, um, somebody wants to give him a blowjob and pulls him away. And so he's getting another blowjob. And the girl that I was kissing, she comes in with a big strap on and, and her and I start going at it. And then there's another girl. So on the bed for me and two other girls, it's, I would say it's like a big girl orgy, mm-hmm. uh, which was a lot of fun. I was drunk, but it was a lot of fun. And um, he ends up fucking somebody 
So he gets like three or four blowjobs from different people. And we kind of seem like we're like the show or something, but because there was a lot going on in this room and he, um, starts fucking this other woman. Then it, he, it stops. And then he comes back to me and then another woman once realizes maybe he's a dom and he wants to be whipped with his belt. And then I want that because I think it hit a nerve because of what I wouldn't do. But we end up leaving after that, like he holds it all together. And then we go back up to our room after we've played with all these people and we finish fucking. From that point on, things again get. But wait, a little back crazy. to the strip, the swingers club. Like you're having sex with all these women. He's mm-hmm. fucking another girl. He's blowing someone. Like you're okay with all that, right? I am. Mm-hmm. It was just because the other woman bothered you because there was an emotional attachment, correct? That's right. Right. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, and That's he, right. and I think also this is the problem with that situation with him is he wasn't up front with you straight from the beginning with her. You kind of found out, correct? Correct. Right. So it's like when you start shit like that, like I think if he would have come to you, cause you guys listen, you're here. You are this woman, you're married. You have an open relationship with your husband. You know, you're not trying to lock this guy down or anything. You're down to fuck other people in front of him. He sends you pictures of him getting blowjobs from people and you're cool with it all. The, where he went wrong is keeping that situation a secret from you. I really feel like if he told you straight up in the beginning about it and always was honest about it with you, you would have been able to deal with it totally fine. It was that it was the the not knowing and not knowing whether you could trust him about it because he wasn't forthright about it from the get go. And then so then you have to question everything. Well, you're in my head. Yeah. You are, you are in my head because even the, okay, so the week, that uh, Halloween weekend that I spent with him and we did that, the other thing, like now he's been like trying to make it up or trying to bond with me. So that's where the, that's where the pee play comes in. So he takes me into the shower. I'm giving him a blowjob. It was agreed to, I knew this was probably going to go down and that's where he pees on me. He's marking his territory. It's more symbolic. It's less sexual. I guess, it were, I mean, afterwards, we had some really, really hot sex in terms of that. But he, he's trying to create that bond that we were struggling to keep because of everything that happened. But I, I would not, I think you're right, if he would have told me, and I told him this, if you would have just told me you had this like long distance thing, I think I would have been okay, but because it was so hidden, because now I'm questioning, every, I'm just questioning all the time what he's doing. Of course. You know, is there another person? Or yeah. he's, you know, I mean, because just to be honest, mm-hmm. honest about what is going on, you know, I, I just want the, I just want the damn truth. In this kind of situation where it could go gray, meaning like, where are the lines? What's fucking going on here? You know, it could go in that direction very easily if there is not open communication. And that's where he loses out. All those things could exist. Yeah, he cares about you and he loves you and all those things are real with you, but he has this other stuff going on. Why he didn't tell you, why he felt the need not to. Who the fuck knows? I know people like that. It's just his business and he wanted to keep that to himself and that's how he rolls. 
But in this situation, it doesn't work and it wouldn't work with anybody. It's very hard to keep that kind of relationship going with somebody that isn't being completely honest. Well, this is where I guess the cliffhanger is now. We have agreed after the first year to sit down in person and have a conversation. I've agreed to that. Uh, I can't guarantee that I'm going to stay or leave or whatever, but I've decided that some of the bullshit that's in my head that I've hid from him that I'm going to tell. Either he can like it or not and, um, you know, just see where that is. But um, I think some of the stuff that we were supposed to do together. Um, that was a whole nother thing. Like I was again, putting things together and I did that with my husband and I, and I'm not going to do that. I mean, it has to be, you know, if a man wants to be involved with me, I mean, it has to be more of a give and take for sure. Right. But you have to understand that you guys are both married. You have other people, you have an open relationship. You're involved in another open relationship. It seems like you're putting, you know, you want, more of a traditional kind of relationship. This is where it gets really blurry and really confusing and really conflicting and it could become hurtful and and feel abusive, you know, but who's, you know, people would say, and you're going to see it on YouTube, like, what the fuck does she expect? Like, this isn't your husband. This is a guy you're fucking, while you have a husband, he's got a wife. Like, you guys are, you're fucking other people too. You know, there's a lot of gray areas and, and therein lies the problem. I don't know that you're ever going to be able to wrap your head around this one and it's just going to get a mat. It's just going to get to the point where when have you had enough of torturing yourself? That's what it's going to come down to because he doesn't matter what you say to this guy. He's it's not going to change. He just wants you back. He wants back the situation the way that it was. Um, because you've given it to him before and because you've agreed to see him, he believes there's a chance he could make that happen and he probably will. But what's how are you going to feel three months from now? I don't know. You know, hopefully you could build back that trust. I don't know that that's necessarily going to happen. And I think eventually the learning lesson for you in this is when do you say, hey, you know what, I think more highly of myself than I do of this situation and I'm going to take myself out of it. Like when do I say that I am enough? If you were enough, you would leave. If you really believed you were enough, you wouldn't, you would walk away from this situation. I was just going to say that, I mean, I just, it's back to, I think love or not, or feeling not loved for so many years, I think makes you do some crazy things and probably not think as rational on some issues as I should have. And yeah, but you're going from one, I don't feel loved to another. I don't feel loved. That's wrong. That's where I was saying. That's why I kind of tapped out and said, I can't keep doing this. But you're going to take, you're going to go back there because he's saying he loves you, but you have, that's the story that you have to change and you will. And maybe he's going to be the catalyst to help you. And that will be a wonderful thing. Who knows? Who knows? We'll All I know see. is I would never get married again because I don't pick them well. <laughs> You've been married. You're still married. Okay. Just, just keep know, working it out and having fun. And thank you so much for I'll calling. I'll give you a little update on yeah. my husband. I'll give you a little update for anybody who, okay. Yeah. So he is no longer seeing the one girl that he really, really liked because she now was really escorting and won a lot of money. He is now for the first time kind of involved in what I would consider a real relationship and I'm real happy for him. Um, he's just trying to keep it, 
you know, low key because obviously he doesn't want to change his situation. So um, we are more like brother and sister. We fight like brother and sister, but it is what it is in terms of our marriage and uh, we're not getting divorced. Well, that's good because that's where you want to keep that relationship. And I think that that's, that works for both of you. And that's a positive thing. I just think you've transferred your issues over to somebody else. Well, I think deep down, I would have preferred in my life to have a very solid, if there is one out there, traditional relationship with the exception that I could see myself in a more traditional relationship, but I, I would, I would probably swing. I would, I like that aspect with somebody. Yeah. And that might happen for you. You know, like seriously, that might happen for you. Eventually at some point you might meet somebody that you do fall in love with and you're like, you know what? I want to have a commitment over here now and I'm done with this transactional relationship with my husband that I've been for so long, you know, and maybe it's so, and maybe you agree to part ways, you know, that doesn't, you know, you're still alive. Like as long as we're alive, like we could change and grow and do different things. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. You know, so keep doing what you're doing. Keep me posted. Good luck with everything. And thank you so much for calling in with your update. You're welcome. Thanks, Angel. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Everyone, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. If you want to follow the show, follow me at Strict Anonymous on Instagram or Twitter. That's at Strict Anonymous. If you are on YouTube, make sure to subscribe. I love YouTube as a platform for my show because people comment there and I try to reply back to every single person who posts a comment. So even if you're not listening on YouTube and you want to talk about the show, go to my YouTube channel, subscribe, like, and share my videos. It's Strictly Anonymous Podcast. If you want to sign up for my Patreon, on my Patreon, you are not only supporting my show, but you will get these episodes early, ad-free, and you get to see anonymous pics of my guests. Most of the girls send in anonymous pics and some of the guys send in anonymous pics. So if you want to see anonymous pics of my guests as well as support my show and get these episodes early and ad-free, sign up for my Patreon, patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. That's patreon.com slash strictly anonymous podcast. The link is also in the description below. Thanks so much for listening. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.